what up <laughs> yo 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 this is your brother yule i want to welcome you back to don't take whitney nichols you hears me and listen we back man we back i made a podcast i gotta be honest about this i made a podcast about a week ago i didn't feel the conviction from the holy spirit like i felt like i did it but I also felt like doing it that I didn't feel peace for releasing it. So I didn't release it. I have it. And until I feel peace for releasing it, I will release it. It was talking about Christian YouTube and I, Holy Spirit told me not to release it. But this is one that I do know God has pressed on my heart to talk about because I've been one to talk about it for the last couple of days now and really just getting time to actually speak on it and yo it's about christians at the grammys so i've been seeing the christian thing pieces first and foremost christians my believers my brothers and sisters in christ whenever you disagree with another believer you do not have to write a think piece about it you do not have to provide scripture based on your convictions, your desires of what you've wanted. Pray about it and let God navigate it. We feel we have to write think pieces about it. TikTok will have your TikToks about it. You have your Twitters, you have your Instagrams, your YouTube Christians will talk about it. And it begins to become what it is, what it ain't, and then you get all the combating and the divisiveness coming from it. I get it. I understand. A lot of times I ask myself the question is, this is based on being led by the Holy Spirit or is this just based on algorithm? Like, is this stuff just based on God guiding you or is it necessarily more or less algorithm based and what i mean by that is a lot of times here we go here we go holy spirit leading me okay so whenever we get into situations like this what i've noticed is is that we love to be upset at the world being the world we love to be upset at the world being the world. I'm going to provide some names, right? This is not to diss anyone at all. This is just simply because I never felt peace in my spirit listening to that because my mindset has always been, if we're going to point to just this one wicked thing, why would we point to it based on the world when Christ told you the world was wicked. Like Jesus said, the world is wicked. So I'm not surprised when the world does wicked stuff. But we be so mad and offended from the world doing what the world does that we will take our eyes off Christ and what we should be doing to address what the world does. And I, I want the fine line to be this. I'm not saying don't voice it and not be aware of it. I'm simply saying we shouldn't get up, up in arms in an uproar to the point 
we feel like we need to respond to everything the world does. The world is wicked. If you are a child of Satan, guess what's going to happen? You're going to do things in carnality. And I know someone just got mad at me saying a child of Satan. But if you do not believe in Jesus, you don't believe in the gospel. According to that gospel, you are not a child of God. You are a child. You, Your father is Satan. And I, I got to say that because someone is going to get mad and say, how are you going to call them that? No, scriptures call them that. If you're not a child, if you don't believe in the teachings of Christ Jesus, if you don't believe in the word of God, if you don't follow Christ, you have decided who your father is. And he's the father of the world. I don't understand the being offended by what the world does when the world continues to let us know the world is going to do what the world do. The Bible has told you, and I'm going to give you some scriptures to tell you that the Bible has told you that the world is going to be wicked. So why are we so offended by it? And a lot of times it comes out to me as, yo, are we just, are, are we mature? Are we just won't clout? What, where are we in that process? Because what I see and what the word tells me lets me know, yo, we shouldn't be off guard about these things. We should be very sober minded that the world is going to do what the world does. And we shouldn't be up and on when the world does it. Now, the title of this podcast is Christians at the Grammys, right? Because the Grammys was Sunday. And I got to tell y'all something. I haven't watched an award show in, a, in years. First and foremost, and that's Christian award shows too, by the way. Because we're we going to talk about the Grammys. But, yo, I've seen some very demonic looking stuff at the Stella and the Doves. Yeah, I paused there because I wanted you to take that. I've seen some demonic stuff at the Stella Doves. So while you're calling out the Grammys, bro, bro, sis, sis, I've seen some stuff at those award shows too that has not resonated in my spirit as godly for another day though. So Grammys, right? Grammys, right? So Grammys is secular. Gram, Gram, Grammys is secular. It is not a Christian-based award show, kind of like the Stellars and the Doves is, right? What I don't understand is when you see wickedness in the world, why do you get offended by wickedness in the world? First and foremost, why are you watching it? Why are you watching it? Why are you watching it? I never seen so many people watch things to get offended by. Just don't watch it. It's an easy solution. Just don't watch it. Y'all watch stuff, look at it, be like, oh, they're blaspheming God. But why are you watching it? If it's of the world, what did you expect the world to do? Why are you watching it? 
That is that's that's always the question I come with. Again, I haven't watched an award show in years. BET, Dove, Stellar. I haven't watched an award show since the source. <laughs> you feel me? I got to be 100 with you. I haven't watched an award show since the source. So I'm not understanding why do we expect worldly productions to not be worldly? And then when we see worldly stuff from the worldly produced content, we're upset that it's worldly. I don't understand it. It's the Grammys. You're going to see but people who do not believe and pro proclaim Jesus as Lord. And because of that, they're going to do things that show you that they don't proclaim Jesus as Lord. Should we be surprised by that? Should we be surprised by that? Should we be surprised that they do things that show you that Jesus isn't Lord to them? Should that catch you off guard? Why are you offended by someone who tells you they don't believe the Lord that you, the Lord that you accepted, believe, and confessed it? I got a little tongue tied there. Why are you offended by that? Do you believe their Lord to be greater than your Lord? No. So why would you get upset by someone who? you know it's not operating from the same position you operate from and don't understand the goodness or greatness that your Lord proclaims. Why wouldn't you display that to a person that needs it? If that person's in darkness, why wouldn't you display light? Or do you think that's just for them to come to the church and see? These are questions I ask and it's not to pick a side, it's simply just to, to, to get dialogue started. And so excuse me if I become loud, I'm just really passionate about this thing. And I know the Holy Spirit is speaking for me about this situation because, man, you know that what ignited me to want to have this dialogue, who gave me this language, and I'll be, I'll be misplaced if I did not say this. I was listening, shout out to Kirk Kennedy, and he was kind of having a similar conversation. God placed it in my heart to have this conversation a day before, but woke up this morning. Man, I like to listen to things that educate me and inspire me. So Kirk Kennedy, shout out to Kirk Kennedy. Um, I was listening to his podcast and he was talking about Christianity and the Grammys as well. And he gave me language that I have been having in my belly for years about Christians in secular position, secular places, and why do we be are so offended when Christians are in these places? Why are we so offended? Why are we so offended? And where should believers be? Did Jesus not go to secular environments? He did. He did. Jesus did. And he often went to secular environments. And the only person, people, group that had an issue with him 
in secular environments and speaking to sinners was Pharisees. Matter of fact, Jesus only had rebuttals for one group of people. Can you imagine who those group of people were? Jesus only had rebuttals for one group of people. It was the people that proclaimed him. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? Jesus only had rebuttals and anger for a group of people that proclaimed to know his father. He only said woe to one group of people. Well, that's not true. He said woe to others, but it was one group of people that he addressed and it showed and displayed anger for. And that is Pharisee. Holy Spirit stopped me from saying he just said woe to them because he did not. He said woe to other people as well. I need to uh, need you to clearly understand this, though. He only addressed with anger and rebuttaled the hypocrisy of one group of people. The people that said they believed his father was God. Pharisees, believers who held a religious mindset, very judgmental, that with their self-righteousness attempted to destroy other people from going to the kingdom of God. Those are the people he often had rebuttal for. So it does not surprise me one bit when you see one sector of believers that always come with rebuttals about Christians with other, with secular people. It's one sector. Pharisee, Pharisee type believers. Now listen to me when I say this. I'm not calling every believer who has a rebuttal about the world Pharisees. I am not saying that. I'm saying you tend to see the heart of certain believers pertaining to other believers in social climates, social networks, often in same situations. And they have a Pharisee type of, type of mindset. I'm not pointing my finger at anyone. I am not. I am not pointing my finger at anyone. I'm just saying there is definitely a pattern there. And Jesus only rebuked that section of people with that section of patterns. Facts. But before I go any further, I must give you scripture. Because again, in my heart a long time ago, I, man, it was in my initial walk with Jesus, right? This is what my initial walk, I was 
conflicting. I was listening to certain artists because I'm heavy into CHH. And I'll be like, yo, why are they always pointing to certain believers, man? Why are they always point to certain believers? Or why are they always pointing to certain uh, secular artists? Right? And I used to wrestle with, yo, they bold? And, yo, but why just that person? Why just reach out? They're bold. Or, and I always used to wrestle out, or is it cloud chasing? Are they looking just for a name? Is this really on their heart? Are they misguided? Is it self-righteous? It was so many things that I asked the question about because I, I didn't understand. Like I felt a certain way and I'm always the type of person that check my emotions. Even the, the, the way I feel, I, I, I check it with scripture. I sit on it until God reveals it, right? So the, the further I grew, I kind of positioned myself from it. I knew I started to walk more into what God called me to walk in. And it didn't give me the type of attention that it once did, right? But I still seen those certain individuals do the same mm -hmm. things. I saw other individuals start to follow the patterns. I'd be like, that was never my lane. That's not what God called me to do. Maybe because my office is different and God called me to do something else. Maybe I'm just overstepping my boundaries and not understanding the passion and the, and, and the anointing on their life. And also the, the desire to advance the kingdom the way God called them to advance it. And so I just said, you know what? If it's for God, it's for God. If it's not, it's not. And I'm still doing that. I, 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 this podcast is not to bash anyone. It's to give clarity of we need to be focused on what God said as opposed to be offended by what we see. The word said it already. You understand it. Let's address it. But also let's display why we different as opposed to being up in arms every time they do something. We stay stagnant and never show them why what they're doing is wicked and what we're doing is fruitful. It is kingdom and continue to allow light to shine to dark places. And so here we go. Let me give you this scripture. I'm going to give you a couple, but the first one I want to give you is 2 Timothy. Um, and I'm going to start at glory to God. I'm going to start at verse 20. I'm reading the ESV version, okay? 2 Timothy 20 ESV, all right? 2 Timothy 2, verse 20 ESV. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. No, 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 no. I didn't want to go there. Let's go to verse 22. Verse 22. 2 Timothy 2, verse 22, ESV. 22, so flee youthful passion and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant conversations, controversies, excuse me. Have nothing to do, I'm going to read that again because that just touched me. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant conversations. You know 
that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. <laughs> and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. I'm going to repeat that because you may not caught what Paul is telling his son, Timothy. He says this, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps, not you, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from snares of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. My God, that's what Paul says. That's not my words. That ain't me making up a thing. That's not my words. Paul is saying, hey, man, <laughs> the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. Ain't that something? I shouldn't be obsessed. I shouldn't be a roar at evil because I'm enduring it. I understand where it comes from. I'm correcting my opponents with gentleness. Hmm? So God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of truth that they may come to their senses. Why? To escape from the snares of the devil. So they're in the devil, being captured by him, who? The devil, to do his will. That's not my words, man. That's not my words. Can I give you another form of scripture? Because I need people to understand this. Because you're probably saying, You'll, you know what? You took that out of context. Oh, really? Let's talk. Let's see what Jesus do. So John 2, glory to God. John 2, I'm going to do verse 6. I'm going to start at verse 6. It's still ESV, right? Shout out to ESV. Now there were six stone water jugs there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servant, fill the jar with water and then and fill them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. I'm going somewhere with this. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of thief called to the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then pour wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of his signs. Jesus did at Canaan in Galilee and manifest his glory and his disciples believed in him. That's the key part there that a lot of people and disciples believe in him for making water to wine. So you mean to tell me in the midst of a wedding party, people getting drunk, 
people can believe in you? You mean to tell me Jesus did a sign of turning water into wine that made this disciples believe he's Lord. <laughs> what? At a wedding? You mean he didn't preach to anyone? He just showed the sign and they believed? Not Jesus at a wedding? Were they getting full of that old wine? Jesus. Huh? After this, they went down to Capernaum got tongue-tied with his mother and brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. Jesus did that. What am I saying? What am I saying to you? What am I trying to say to you, right? What I'm trying to say to you is, is that why point to Christians at a Grammy? I just read what Jesus did at a wedding, people getting drunk off the wine he made. Why you don't think light can be shown at a Grammy in the midst of evil. Why don't you think that can happen? Why don't you think that can happen? Why do we have to be scared to go places of darkness? Why when we have truth? Why? Why? Why, why, why are we timid to go to darkness? I'm not telling you go to club and be Jigging with the people, I'm saying if I'm coming with the agenda to advance the kingdom of God, and that is my agenda, even though I'm in place of darkness, why don't you think I can't shine? Why I just got to be in the midst of the street and an evangelist arrival passing out food and praying for people that I that that's the only way that darkness is stopped? Why don't you think we can go into places with light and shine bright? Why? I heard a story from my boss. She's a believer as well. She said, I went into a strip club praying for strippers. Y'all don't hear me, man. She said, I went into a strip club, me and my friends. My women, me and my fellow, the ministry she was with, we prayed about it. God gave me instructions to go to the strip club. I started praying for women in the strip club, getting these women saved, crying, telling them that they're worth more. And they left the strip club. Oh, my God. And you know who was trying to stop her? Believers. You know who told her she was she not hearing from God? Believers. Where y'all get that from, bro? Why don't y'all think we came to the world to bring light? Why are we the city on a hill? Why they draw it? We post the shine in darkness, man. And I know that I'm getting passionate, but it's Listen, it's because we has have this fake thought process or this very religious mindset that believes that, hey, only we should be only in the church or atmospheres that's safe. 
And if that's where you are and the Holy Spirit convicts you there, my brother, my sister, stay where the Holy Spirit tells you to go. But throughout the word of God, <laughs> I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking with Brian, you O'Brien pulling up. That's my full name, by the way. I'm not talking about what I'm just saying. I'm telling you what happened. They went and brought the word to dark places. They brought it there. They brought the word to dark places consistently, my boy and my girl. Consistently, these places were overran, overran with darkness. But they had the commission to bring light there. You don't think. You don't think someone who Kurt Franklin met at the Grims because he was there. Kurt or, or Mavic City it came in contact with the Grammys. Probably said to them backstage, bro, Jaira changed my life. You don't know the conversations they have. You don't know the hearts that that's getting pierced. You don't know. But what you see is all that worldly stuff that's happening on the Grammys, they shouldn't be there. Who told you to tell them where they should be? That ain't your assignment. Your assignment is to do what God told you. Who to do, brother, our sister? So I don't understand when we get into this position to tell people where they should and where they should not go. I understand being cautious. I understand having wisdom. I understand when to say it, how to say it, all that has placement. My question is, who are you to tell them when that placement is? You don't have that authority or power. Holy Spirit does. The Holy Ghost for my gospel, you understands me, has that power. And sometimes we get so caught up in telling people based on what it looks like, what to do and what not to do. Boy, we will miss assignment. Y'all looking at homeboy, I don't even know his name, honestly. In all red, dressed up like a devil. I don't even know his name, bro. I, I, I've heard one song, Stay With Me. Sam Smith, I believe it is. Stay with me. Great song, by the way. Great song, by the way. I just know one song. I didn't even know brother was uh, homosexual. Or I believe he doesn't even identify with that. I believe he identifies with being um, a T, a transsexual, a, tra a transgender. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, forgive me. That's my ignorance. And I'll say that proudly. And I'll say that with apology in my heart. My Apologies if I didn't pronounce it right. Transgender. However, I didn't know that until this week. I honestly didn't. I didn't know it. But who's to say he believes in our God? And if he doesn't, then what? Guess what he's going to do? He's going to do what 2 Timothy 2, 22 told you. He's going to be like the world. He's going to operate in evil. He's going to do it if he doesn't believe in what we believe. However, what if he sees Marvin, Marvin, Maverick City showing and explaining something different that he's never seen before? As opposed to Christians who always tell him that he's evil and he's going to go to hell 
and they shouldn't be around him. They had no communication with him and they're not trying to bring the gospel or light to him. As opposed to doing that, what if God sent them on assignment to speak just a word that plants a seed in that brother that changes his life? What if that happened? What if, right? And it may not. I could be y'all. Maverick City could have been just cutting up, drinking, turning up the whole time they was at the Grammys. But what if they weren't and they were there for assignment and you speaking on these people not knowing what God is doing because you want some YouTube views? Because your, your core following, that's what they follow you for. See, I don't play this, this game. I don't play this YouTube game. I just told you I had a whole podcast I came out with. God told me not to even put it out. Why? Because it was bashing brothers and sisters in Christ. And I just had no peace in my heart for it. So God told me not because I was name dropping and everything. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of it. God said, you're not going to release that one. <laughs> you're not going to do it. You're going to walk in peace. But I am vocal about this because we need to stop acting like the world isn't the world and stop putting our mouths on believers because your assignment looks different and your conviction is different. You need to be praying that they're doing what God is calling them to do and stop making accusations that it's because of fame or they're compromising. They was doing the same thing to Jesus, man. The same exact thing. We got to get off that, man, and trust the Holy Ghost and pray that the Holy Spirit is penetrating their hearts as well to spread the gospel. And spread the gospel. Glory to God. That is the commission, man. That's it. Woo. Man, there got to be a part two to this. I'm going to stop because I don't like going longer than 30, 35 minutes. It's 34 minutes, 37 minutes now. So I'm going to stop here. And my prayer is that if you receive this, you receive it in love. That you don't take it as an attack. That's never my thing. I deleted a podcast because it was not done in love. It was not cemented in love. It was not. I'll be real when I say that. It was frustration. It was anger. And I'm entitled to have righteous anger, but I'm not entitled to release it if God tells me not to. But I pray that you receive this in love. I pray that you understand every assignment ain't your assignment. And because it's not, that doesn't mean that you know it, what that assignment is entailing and that you get to judge how that assignment looks because it's not in your conviction realm. Right. I pray God speaks to your heart, believer and non-believer. If you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus, my brother, it is the best decision of your life. My sister, he's the best decision that you will ever find. And that's not me saying that. Off for just reading scriptures. That's me because I experienced it. I was an agnostic for decades. I had no relationship with God. 
None. I'm from the Bible Belt. So my mama took me to church. My daddy took me to church. But I had no relationship with him. Not for myself. But one day he shook my whole life, man. And I've never been the same. That is me experiencing the goodness of the Lord. And now I'm compelled to share it. I'm compelled. I'm compelled. I'm compelled. I'm, <laughs> I'm compelled. Do you understand me? And now I share it boldly. But I also share with gentleness to the opponents. This is don't take wooden nickels. You hear me. This is your brother, your peace and grace made meet you. Peace.